the Lord gave me something that I want to share with you tonight that I promise you if you can apply it and begin to allow this to work, it will literally revolutionize your life. Not only in the church and for God, but in everything that you do. I don't, I don't think God just wants you to be a success here. I believe God wants His children to be a success in everything that they put their hand to. Hallelujah. I believe God wants you, amen, uh, uh, to, to be blessed. I believe that he, he wants you, amen, to, uh, to be blessed spiritually and financially. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I would above all things, my children, amen, that, you're, that, you, that, you're soul, uh, that you prosper as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. And, but there is a lot of times, because we don't prosper, it's, it's not because God is mad at you, and it's not because the devil's fighting you. I seen somebody post on Facebook the other day. Y'all, y'all pray for me. The, the heat went out of my old truck. The devil's, the, the devil's fighting. I'm gonna tell you something. Probably wasn't the devil had nothing to do with your heater going out. Sometimes we give the devil credit for things that he don't have nothing to do with. Sometimes things happen to us that's just a part of life. Sometimes. We get ourselves in, in situations because of bad choices that we make. God has promised to bless me, but Brother Bobby, if I continue to make bad financial choices, I'll go, I, I might go to heaven, but I'll continue to be from hand to mouth. Hallelujah. God, wants to, God will allow us to have wisdom to line things up in everything we do. Amen. Just like your vehicle, if your vehicle is going to, uh, Brother uh, Donald, run like it should down the road, and you don't wear the tires out, you got to keep thing. You got to keep that thing in line. Hallelujah. And there's some things in our spiritual walk and in our daily walk with God that if we want to be successful, we got to get things lined up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want, I want to give you a, a good word. Now, I'm going to use a scripture that you've heard used many times. I preach from the scripture many times, but I'm, but I'm, not, I'm giving you a different word, a, a new message that the Lord, uh, that I want to share with you. And I'll try not to hold you too long tonight, but I want to carry you back to Romans chapter 12. Many of you can quote these two verses by heart. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Hallelujah. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. That word beseech means he could say, I beg you. I plead with you. Hallelujah. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. How many knows that God has never asked nobody to do anything unreasonable? Hallelujah. God is not an, uh, he, he's not a, an unreasonable God. 
Hallelujah. Your reasonable service. Verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, my, my favorite sermon on that right there, if I, that I love more than anything else, that, uh, and I've preached on several times, is the perfect will of God. A lot of people don't, people, don't, people don't understand that God has a perfect will and He's got a permissive will. I don't want to be in God's permissive will. I want to be in His perfect will. But that's not my message. Now, what I want to talk about tonight is the part that says, by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. Fathers, we come tonight, we thank you and we praise you for how you've blessed us today. I thank you, God, that you have blessed us by allowing us to come together one more time to see our good brothers and sisters that hadn't been here with us for a while. Thank you for Sister Wanda being here, amen, uh, tonight. Sister uh, Ruby, Lord, and, and, and everybody who's come together. Now, for the next few minutes, I'm asking for your anointing. I know you want to give this congregation of people a word tonight. Help me, God, to deliver that word aptly, amen. Your word says that a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. Let me give, amen, such a word tonight. In Jesus' name, does the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. He said, don't get conformed. Don't take the shape of the things in the world. He said, but be transformed. How? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. From that passage of Scripture, I want to speak to you and, and give me just, just give me your undivided attention for just a little bit, and I promise I'm going to give you something tonight, amen, that's going to help you. Hallelujah. I want to speak on a subject titled, hallelujah, put the subject title up there, Transform Your Thoughts, Revolutionize Your Life. Hallelujah. Transform your thoughts. Revolutionize your life. If we can ever learn to change the way that we think, we can literally have heaven on this earth. We're children of the Most High. Amen. Man, I love that song. Um, what was that? Uh, girls from Brother Hester's church that sung that last night. Man, wasn't that a great man? Child of the. Whoo, my Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm a child of the one true king. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We don't realize what we've got at our disposal, church. We don't understand the, the full potential of the power that God has given us. Amen. But making us his child. Let me tell you something. I, now the Bible says God owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Amen. 
He owned, the Bible says that um, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That means the earth is God's and everything that's in it. And then in the New Testament, <laughs> the Bible says if you're a child of the Most High God, Sister Tina, that you are an heir of God and a joint heir of Christ. Now, some people might not be in, uh, mind being an heir, mere heir of Donald Trump or some of these other multi-millionaires. So, man, that would be great. All they got, if I was their heir and they kicked the bucket, man, it'd come my way. But the bottom, let me tell you something. The Bible says that we are an heir of God. You realize what that is? If the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, Brother Travis, and we're his, and, and a joint heir with Christ, my Lord, my Lord. What is keeping us from beginning and able to live down here in that authority is, is not the devil, it's not the world, but a lot of times it's simply the way that we think. And we've got to learn to transform our thoughts so we can revolutionize our life. Hallelujah. Now, I mean, we're saved by the grace of God. We're on our way to heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. But what I'm trying to tell you, we can have... We're, we're taking a journey. Amen. Brother Harrison changed the words of the song. He said, I wouldn't take something from a journey now. Well, we're on our way to journey. But the way that we think will control whether, whether or not we, are, we travel that journey from here to heaven in a jalopy, amen, or BMW. Huh? Come on. Hallelujah. I, we got to transform our thoughts. One of the most important steps that we can take toward achieving our greatest potential in life is to learn to monitor our thoughts and its impact on our attitude. The way that I think affects the kind of attitude that I have. Hallelujah. Amen. Everything we per, uh, perceive in the physical world has its origin in the invisible world, the inner world of our thoughts and beliefs. Follow me for a few minutes. I'm trying to take this slow because I want you to pick this up. I really do. Hallelujah. To become the master of your destiny you must learn to control the nature of our dominant habitual thoughts. That's easier said than done. It, it, it's not easily done. Hallelujah. The conscious human mind is capable of great good, but it's also capable of equally extraordinary evil. Hallelujah. The mind God has given you, you can use it for great good or you can use it for evil. 
Our mind is the master builder, and that which we think upon, whatever we think upon may become misery or miracles. It all relates to how we think. Our thoughts determine our destiny. Minds are really an amazing creation of God. Let me give you some statistics, and I don't want to over, overwhelm you with this, but I want to give you something here. According, if you look this up, the brain, the human brain, contains over 100 billion nerve cells. And each individual cell is connected with 10,000 other neutrons. What in the world does that mean, Brother Sammy? It means that no man-made computer can compete with the complexity of the human mind. Hallelujah. The greatest scientists there are will tell you that, and they will admit that. With all the computers that they've got, what all that can be done today, they still have not, and they never will be able, amen, to compete with the human mind. I'm telling you, when God creates something, He knows what He's doing. Hallelujah. Now, here's something interesting. Research indicates that most people speak at a rate of between 150 and 200 words per minute. I've run across a few, run across a whole lot more than that. But <laughs> on average, amen, most people, according to research, speaks about 150 to 200 words a minute. But the internal dialogue that you carry on with yourself are called self-talk in your mind. They say you do that at a rate of 1,300 words per minute. So don't think you're crazy if you talk to yourself because everybody does it. Now, the problem is, Brother, Brother Donald, it's not you talking to yourself, but when you start answering back. <laughs> That's the problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But think about that. Think about it. Hallelujah. The problem is in all that self-talk. This is which I'm, what I'm, I'm saying is our thoughts. We, we, have, we, have, we have much more thoughts that come in our mind that, that, that we think. That we self-talk inside than we do actual word. The problem with all that self-talk is a lot of people are very negative, and negative thoughts become the source of our success or failure. Hallelujah. Amen. Negative thoughts that we generate in our mind become the source of either our success or our failure. The fact is, now, you might not know it. I might be jumping up and down and, and preaching 90 miles an hour, but I'm preaching right now. Hallelujah. The fact is, we are products of our thoughts. You are a product of your thoughts. You become what you, you've heard people, you've heard people say you, uh, you are what you eat. Well, you could tell a lot, a lot, a lot of Pentecost people are fried chicken. <laughs> hallelujah. Some of you out there are Big Macs. Hallelujah. Well, here's, here's what the truth is. You become what you think. 
That's Bible. That's supported by the Word of God because Proverbs 23 and 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Hallelujah. Whatever you are right now at this moment and time in your life, you're that because of your thoughts in your past. If you consider yourself a success or a failure, if you think, well, I could have had more of God right now than what I have, I could have done this, or whatever it is, everything that you are, don't blame your next-door neighbor. Amen. Don't blame, amen, the black sheep of the family that's giving everybody else in the family trouble. Whatever you are tonight, you are that because of the way you have thought. I'm preaching Bible. If someone feeds his mind with negative thoughts of worry, fear, anxiety, and confusion, his life becomes a life of frustration, fear, anxiety, and worry. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. On the other hand, if another person feeds his mind with positive thoughts of a better tomorrow, amen, a good and worthwhile goal in your life, uh, and works toward them, it will become reality. Hallelujah. Now, I'm talking to people who are children of God because that is what he thinks about. If you keep feeding your mind with negative thoughts, you achieve negative results. Hallelujah. Don't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. If you want to have the change in results, you're going to have to change some things. If you want your life to be revolutionized, Lord and God, if you want to be able to drive a better car, live in a better home, and enjoy the things of life, one of the blessings of God, then you've got to transform your thoughts. Because it ain't just the devil holding you back. It's the way you think. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. The church has got a tremendous task to perform in the next few years before the coming of the Lord. And we've got to be able to possess more than what we have if we're going to be able to touch everybody that needs to be touched before Jesus comes. Hallelujah. Now, I'm just going to give you one point tonight because I don't, I, don't, I don't want to lay something so heavy that you're not able to receive it. So there's only one thing that I'm going to talk about in this message. That is the process of training your thoughts. That's what I want to talk about. There is an old Chinese proverb that even though it's a Chinese proverb, it's pretty good. You've probably seen this. Place that up there on the screen. Watch your thoughts, for they become your words. Long before it comes out of here, it's created up here. 
If it's not created up here, it'll never come out of here. Amen? Watch your thoughts, for they become words. Watch your words, for they become actions. Watch your actions, for they become habits. Man, that's powerful. Watch your habits, for they become character. You wonder why some people's characters like they are, why some people have certain habits? This tells you right here. Let you know all about it. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. Whew. Now, that's not, that's, that's not exactly Scripture about there, but that'll preach. That's truth. That's truth. What we've got to do, we've got to understand the process of training our thoughts. Hallelujah. If we want to revolutionize our life, if we want to transform, amen, our life, that we can have better results and, and live, live a more successful life for the kingdom of God, excuse me, God, we've got to understand the process of training our thoughts. There is something... Just one verse is all I'm going to talk on from here out. One verse in the Scripture that gives you the exercise. Now, back when I did go to the gym, back, back when, my, when, when my chest was up here, but now it's falling, it's down here. I mean, there were certain, there were certain things that I did I want to do to build, build certain muscles. Get on that one machine, you do all this you've seen, you know. You get there and get one leg on the bench and get a barbell and you want to do some lifting up here and you want to work on certain areas. There's certain exercises you need to do for the whatever area you want to work on. And the Bible gives you the exercise, the, a list of exercises that if we will do these things, we can transform our thoughts and revolutionize our life. It's found in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Hallelujah. Finally, brethren. Now again, I remind you, this is for the believers. This is for the church. When he said brethren, he wasn't talking about people out in the world. He's talking about people, you already got everything you need to be a success. When you got saved, when you got filled with the Spirit, don't look for something else. You ain't going to find nothing else. When God gave you the Holy Ghost, He gave you everything you need for everything that you're going to face in this life. Hallelujah. So finally, brethren, He tells you here the exercises, the things that we got to, the process, what do we got to think on? Amen. To exercise that we can transform our thoughts. He said, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Go on to the next one. Whatsoever things are of good report, if 
there be any virtue, if there be any praise. Think. Think on these things. Right there it is in the Word of God. How you need to exercise and what you need to think on. Amen. What you need to feed your mind so you can transform yourself. Amen. And be what God wants you to be and walk in the perfect will of God, not just His permissive will. I'm going to run down these things. First, he said, whatsoever things are true. Now, I dug into these, and I'm going to share them with you. The first thing that we've got to think, and we've got to feed into our mind, we've got, we got to think on things that are true. That word true, this place in the Scripture it means things that's associated with facts. Things that is associated with facts. I remember when I was a kid, my dad used to watch an old TV program called Dragnet. He loved to watch that show, Dragnet. Anybody ever, anybody that old, you know what Dragnet was? Yeah. You're telling your age, Brother Donald. Hallelujah. Uh, well, well, there was two, two detectives. Yeah, and he would be investigating something. He knew how people are, man. We sometimes uh, we we love we love to talk and when yeah, I'll listen, get tickled. To people sometimes he's supposed to be testifying, giving glory to God, but man, they they go off and they talk about this and that and the other thing. And sometimes sometimes Detective Friday just say, "Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts." <laughs> Hallelujah, Amen. Just the facts. Hallelujah. Somewhere along the line, a lot of people in church have forgotten the facts. Hallelujah. Whatsoever things are true, that's what we need to think on. Things that are associated with facts. And I dug it further, and it took me to the word genuine, authentic, and real. Hallelujah. Now, I can just... uh, I'm a prophet now. I'm going to prophesy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's like I'm going to prophesy. Sister Edna over here. Hallelujah. One thing you don't like to do is to go to Walmart, and after you get your stuff, stand there in line and have to wait 45 minutes to get checked out, and you probably look down there, why in the world have they got 50 cash registers and only two people? That, that I, that I profit, profit or not? Uh-oh, we got another one right here. <laughs> now, the Word says, whatsoever thing we're supposed to feed our mind on things that are real, genuine, and the truth. So even though you're standing in line, Sister Susie, and you're getting bored stiff, you ain't got no need picking up some of those ma- uh, Inquirer magazines start flowing through it. How <laughs> well. Woo! Uh-huh. Huh? 
You want to be a success? You want to transform your life? Here comes Pastor walking down, hallelujah, and, and Deacon Douglas over. He's got Esquire magazine out there. He ain't got bored. I've been standing here 30 minutes. Hallelujah. Inquiring minds, yeah. Hallelujah. Now, we can laugh about that. Lord, help me, Pastor. I'm preaching on myself. I picked up some of them books myself. In, in the past, it's been a long time, but I have. But see, the Bible says that if we want to change things in our life, we got to think on things that are true. And you ain't going to find nothing true in no stuff. Huh? Amen. Come on. Lord of God. And let's leave Walmart and let's, let, let's go to our TVs at home. While some of us are ready to go and we're waiting on others to get ready in the house so we can get to the house of God, and we sit there and we start listening to some of them false prophets on TV. They ain't telling no truth. Hallelujah. We're, putting, we're feeding stuff in our mind that's going to hinder us. It's not going to help us. Whatsoever things are true, associated with facts, hallelujah, think on these things. That's an exercise that we need to do, hallelujah, that will revolutionize our life. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Let, let, me, let me get on one more thing before I move on. We're supposed to listen to things that's true. You know what that cuts out? Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Oh, hello there. Hey, I'm doing all right. What about yourself? What's that? Did I, did I, hear, did I hear about this from somebody else that you saw, somebody else did, a friend of a friend told you? Uh, I'm sorry. I got to associate things with facts. I don't have time for gossip. Well, I'll be, I ought to be getting a hand clap on that one. Hallelujah. A good friend of mine years ago wrote a song. The title of the song is it gospel or gossip that you really want to hear? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, when, there, when there's a gossip being spread about one of my brothers and sisters of God, I ain't got time for it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't need to hear it. All this I heard, a friend of a friend of a friend, whatever, that's all bull and it ain't associated with no facts whatsoever. We shouldn't be feeding it into our mind. Man, I'm going to tell you what, if I got paid enough what this sermon is worth, I could retire. It's the truth. Hallelujah. Let me move on. He said, whatsoever things are honest. When I looked that up, it led me to honorable character or integrity. Hallelujah. We've got to think on things that, are, that, that produce honorable character. There's got to be some integrity in our life. Hallelujah. Going back to you standing in line at Walmart and you done killed 
an hour and a half and you're all upset and you done read all the magazines and, and all that stuff and, um, and then you get out the car and you check, you check your receipt and, your ca- and you look at your money and, and, and you see that the lady at the cash register, because she was so far behind, there was only two. It wasn't her fault that Walmart don't put a, all the people they need on the cash register in time. But she gave you $20 too much. Now, if you are honorable and think on character, you're going to take that back in there. You say, I believe you made a mistake. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm talking about things that are revitalized and change our life. Hallelujah. You see, I've worked at companies in the past where I've dealt with, with, with customers. And I've had, and of course, it, it is a little bit easier today, but years, years, years ago, I walked around with them old uh, full-service gas, gas station with a chain thing hanging right here, and I start, I tell you what, I, I don't know what young people today do if they knew how to, count, how to learn how to count money out to people. If they didn't have something right there in front of them to tell them exactly how much you give them, you need to give them. That's right. Hallelujah. And, but I, but I, I, I've, I've worked at a lot of places like that, that at the end of the day, when you turn the lights off and you're checking out, and you get everything done, and you want to make sure that everything comes out, and you get everything worked out. And I find that I'm $5 short, I'm $10 short, or whatever. Hey, I'm making just $1.80 an hour. I'm just new, newly married. I'm renting a house, making a car payment, paying utilities. At a dollar eighty an hour, and now they're going to take that ten or fifteen dollars out of my paycheck. So it's good if we learn to walk with some integrity and character. Hallelujah, Amen. It will change our life. I've I've, I've got to move. I've got to move on, man. I, hallelujah. I can't linger on all these. He said. Whatsoever things are just, morally right, is what it's led me to. Being morally right. I ain't going to linger on all these things like this because I want to I get us out here at a decent time. But, but just let me tell you this. It don't make no difference in the world to me what a president does, what, con- what kind of law Congress passes, what, what kind of law a state legislator uh, passes, what, just because they've made it a law don't make, make it morally right. Amen. There's some things it don't matter to me what they can pass what they want to pass. Hallelujah. But just because they say, oh, it's okay for recreational use of pot, don't mean I'm going to go down here and I'm going to get me some and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to light it up and we're going to do a little token here. Right. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Right. Amen. I'll come here and amen next Sunday and I'll be preaching and everything will be slow motion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
There's a whole lot of laws being passed today that's not morally right. Just because it's a law don't mean it's right. Amen? Let me move on. He said, whatsoever things are mm, pure. If you look that up in dictionaries and also take a look of it in, in the Greek according to Strong's, the first word I came to was innocent. Clean. Ah, uh, here's one that, that we don't like much. And, but it's a word that's modest. Hallelujah. It's a sad state of affairs. It's a sad state of affairs. When a man of God walks up to a platform to lay hands on somebody, pray for him, and you've got to turn your head because somebody didn't think about dressing modest when they dressed to come to the house of God. No, you don't. You don't hear that preached a lot today, but there's a lot in the in the book that's there that we should be preaching. Hallelujah. And then we want to know how come the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Hallelujah. We're supposed to think on things that are pure, things that are innocent, things that are clean, things that are modest. Oh. <laughs> Woo! Let me tell you the last thing that I found under the word pure there. It said something pure it's something that's not mixed with anything else. Something is pure. It's not been mixed. It's, it's not an alloy. Hmm? Glory to God. Over the last few years, a lot of churches has been mixing the worship of the house of God with other things so we can draw bigger crowds. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to mix the way that the church does things with the way the world does things. That's not pure. That's not what the Bible calls pure religion and undefiled. Amen? Glory to God. The Bible talked about the tribe of Ephraim in the Old Testament that failed God. You know what it said about the tribe of Ephraim? He said, Ephraim has mixed himself with other people. Hallelujah. A lot of people have thought, well, you know, I don't want to be a fifth wheel. I don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. Well, the Bible says you're supposed to be the light of the world. That already takes care of that right there. Hallelujah. But you know what? A lot of the church today, have we don't, we don't forgot the pureness, and we done mixed up with so much stuff that today the only thing a church can do, amen, is get up and preach and curse all the darkness that's around us. But it, as one of our past good presidents made the statement and said, he said it's, John F. Kennedy said, it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. Hmm. 
Glory to God. The Lord's looking for people to be lights. Hallelujah. And if you are a light of God, you're going to be conspicuous to the world. Amen. If you be in the kind of light that you should be, you're going to be you're going to stick out. Hallelujah. People people's going to know you different even when you, before you even talk to them. Hallelujah. Amen. And I know there's people right here, and I, I think I've heard testimony. People walk up to you and say, you know, there's something different about you. Mm-hmm. That's a testimony. Don't ever be ashamed of that. But be proud of that. Hallelujah. 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 I get sometimes... Sometimes I, I, I get happy and I get thrilled to my soul out in public. When I, and I have people say, you know, I don't know what it is. can't put my finger on it. He said, but you're different. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what makes us different? Brother Darrell, what makes us different is not that we're better than anybody else. We're not better than nobody else. But we like, Brother Bobby, like, like they said about old Peter, he... He was an old rugged fisherman. He didn't have any kind of education. And the Bible talks about all those educated guys. It says, man, they didn't understand that their, their wisdom, they knew these were edu- uneducated and unlearned men, but they took knowledge of them because they'd been with Jesus. If you, be, if you get an encounter with Jesus, hallelujah, oh, my Lord. The world's going to know there's something different about you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. My Lord, hallelujah. Mm. Whatsoever things are lovely. Now, this one I'll throw you if you don't stop and take the time to really look, look out what he's saying when he says we need to think on things that are lovely. Because when you look at that word lovely... Hallelujah. Make you want to think, well, ain't Pastor Pritt lovely the way he's dressed up tonight? <laughs> Brother Travis says, uh-oh, we're going to have to cast one of them spirits out of Pastor. What's going on? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Whatsoever things are lovely, you run that down, it's the word lovely towards the Greek means being friendly towards others. Being friendly towards others. Graceful. Two other words it led me to. To have harmony and to be agreeable. You know the Bible says, he who has friends must show himself friendly. How are you going to win somebody to God if you first don't become friends with them? Hallelujah. You don't have to be going around preaching everybody a message that you meet. Run to them, bless God, let me lay hands on you right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, you probably heard me tell the story before, so I won't tell the whole story. But I thank God, I, I, I baptized, 
I baptized a whole family one time. Just because when I went over their house, I was invited, was invited over their house to eat dinner on a Sunday afternoon. Wound up getting the whole family in church, baptizing them all. Because I sat there in the in the den, right before the guy, and uh, watched uh, a football game. Didn't say a word about church. Didn't preach or no message. What are y'all watching? Oh, we got got a Patriots game. Well, I, I was interested in seeing him getting beat anyway. But <laughs> hallelujah! <laughs> oh well, hallelujah! Amen. Later on, the man come to church. We baptized him and his whole family. And then he gets up and testifies. He said, I have had all kind of preachers come to my house. And every one of them took the time to insult me and tell me how low down and dirty I was. And wasn't no count for nothing. He said, and every one of them tried to get me to come to church. He said, I didn't go with none of them. He said, but I come because this man was kind to me. He didn't try to condemn me. He didn't tell me I was on my way to hell. Whatsoever things are lovely, think on these things. Glory to God. We, we, we need, and, and I, I, now some of these things takes practice, hallelujah. Amen. But, but listen. There's a, there's a lot of people so dependent on us. So if I've got to change my thoughts, Sister Darlene, you sit there and if you say no word, I don't hear no amen. But I have, I have been known to be an old sourpuss. No, amen. I was out in a shopping center one day a few years back and going to a store to, to get something. And uh, all of a sudden, from a distance, I heard somebody hollering, hollering, Brother Sammy, Brother Sammy, Brother Sammy. And I looked and got my focus and everything. He was a young teenage boy, son of a pastor of a church that I know. Now, I hadn't, I mean, I've been in church with him, but really never had a whole lot to say to him. But he saw me, he recognized, and he wanted to make sure that I seen him. This teenage kid that's got everything else on his mind at that time, but yet he, he didn't want to miss saying hello. Call him my name all, all over that parking lot. Brother Sammy, Brother Sammy. Kept hauling, kept waving until they got my attention. I got preached at that day. Because sometimes I get busy and I got my mind on this and that. And I'm I'm going out in the public and 
sometimes passing people and don't even make eye contact with them. That's not being lovely. Hallelujah. We can't we can't win somebody to God if we if we hey it's it's not going to cost you a nickel or dime to be kind to somebody. Hallelujah. Yes, that's it, brother. That's it. Some people have just got to get over themselves. Hallelujah. It's not going to cost us nothing to take a little time to be friendly with somebody. If we take some time to do that, brother. Brother Bobby, we might be able to start filling up some of these empty pews. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What's, what's that saying? There's, there's a saying, and how, how does it go, man? I'd, I'd, like to see, I'd like to see it put on the church sign. Sometimes we Pentecostal people, we get so involved in how much we know and how much knowledge we got, but there's a saying that says, the world has the world could care less about how much you know until they know about how much you care. Hallelujah. Instead of us getting out there and bless God, I'm apostolic and you're Baptist or you're Nazarene or Tangerine or this or that. I I, I know a whole lot more than you. Uh and and that's what's, that's what's cut a lot of people off from us. Hallelujah. Brother Bobby made a statement this morning. He said, he was talking about things. He said, maybe we're getting a little older. We're learning a little bit better. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. I, I, had, I had a man come, uh, come here and visit here since we've been here. And he, he talked to me after church. He, says, he said, Brother Pruitt, I want to commend you. I said, what's that? He said, I heard you preach 25 years ago, and I heard you preach tonight. He said, and he said you've grown a little bit in God. He said, you've got, some more, you've got more compassion. Hallelujah. Before we had our service this morning, I didn't know Brother Bobby was teaching about the upper room and all that stuff in here, how everything had happened. I said back there, how my mess is on the spread. And the Lord began to speak to me. And this is what he told me. He says, My people have got to quit being so judgmental about everybody else. Quit being so judgmental. Show some kindness. Hallelujah. Now, I know some apostolic people still today, they, they, they won't give Franklin Graham the time of day. Well, bless God, that man ain't the truth. But I'm going to tell you what, that, that, young, that young man is in a position that the world has listened to him, and he ain't backing down. If you ain't never read his book that he wrote about the name, if you would get it and read it, you would think he was apostolic. But what, let me tell you, instead of me getting up and trying to judge him and put him down because he don't believe everything quite like me, I'm, I, I, listen, it's time that we show some kindness 
We might be, hey, you can catch a whole lot more stuff with honey than you can vinegar. This past Thursday, this past Thursday, something happened in this country that was another blow. We've been getting, it's, it's kind of like a fighter. Brother, Brother Travis, the principles that this nation has been built on, we've taken a lot of heavy blows lately in the ring. And sooner or later, you get hit enough, you're going down. Muhammad Ali, he may sting like a butterfly, fly like a butterfly and sting like a bee, but I've, I've, I've seen the old boy go down. You get enough blows, you're going down. And we've gotten a lot of blows. We had, and we had another hard blow. We had, a, we had a, a, a right hook this past Thursday. The National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. Presidents have been brought there and uh, for burial and, and, and other things. Uh, the Pentecostals of Louisiana, Brother Sister Mickey Mangan, they, they and part of their choir went there and sung at a presidential inauguration one time. I watched the video, and man, they tore that place apart when they sung. But this past Thursday, they decided to open the doors to the Muslims to have a prayer service inside the National Cathedral. They come in, the Muslims did, and they started rolling out the prayer uh, rugs all over the place, making their, making, getting ready. And there was a video on, 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 on the Internet about one lady. One lady got up and spoke out. She was pointing towards the cross. And she said, this ain't right. She said, this place was founded on a man who died on a cross for our sins. And she kept talking to two of them, finally got her. But then that takes me back to Franklin Graham. He makes a statement that went around the world. He said, this nation is getting too far from God. He says, when our churches and cathedrals is opening the doors for false gods and the Muslims, this is what Franklin Graham said. He quoted the scripture that we all, we love as Pentecostals. He said, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody can come to the Father but by him. He said, none of this other stuff is right, and I commend him for that. I commend him for that statement because where's everybody else having the guts to stand up and speak out against all the stuff that's going on? Folks, I'm telling you, anybody who gets hit with enough punches sooner or later is going down. I don't know how much more America is going to be able to take, but she's already a reeling in the ring. One other thing, and I'm going to close. He says, think on the things of good report. And it led me to, it said, to be well spoken of or reputable, to be dependable. 
It don't matter how talented I am. Well, let me let me use Brother James. This this brother's a businessman. He's been uh, successful in what he's done. He knows how to run a company. He knows what it takes to succeed. And if you're needing help, brother, you may you may interview some men who's who's good at their skill. But if those if those people not dependable, are they going to do you any good? Don't need them. Talking about things that transform us. It don't matter how talented we are. It don't matter how well we can do this or do that. If we ever get the Holy Spirit thinking that we are not dependable, he'll soon start using somebody else. Now, that, that, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that we can relate to this. And I, I just, I'm, I'm trying to get you to think. I'm, 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 I'm not trying to uh, uh, harm nobody. I'm trying to help you right now. But I know... I know we are blessed. We've seen God use some people in our congregation for various things. But I've also seen people, and I know people, that God's tried to use them, and they sit back on God. They quench the spirit. Maybe God's dealing them to do something, to give a testimony. Maybe God is speaking to them to go say something to somebody else or to pray with somebody. If God puts on your heart and puts on your heart to do something and you, and you keep refusing because you're scared or you just keep wasting the time by wanting to, is this God, is this God? You got the Holy Ghost, you should know if it's God or not. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. Is that not correct? Hallelujah. If I keep quenching the Spirit of God, pretty soon God's going to say, that person's not dependable. I'm not going to use him with that gift. I'm going to give that gift to somebody else. Sometimes there might be somebody in the wee hours of the morning who needs prayer. Now, I don't know how many people in here have ever been woke up in the middle of the night and you've had a burden for somebody. God wakes you up, and somebody's got a need. Somebody needs prayer. I wake up, and I look over the clock, and, oh, man, I got that old alarm clock's going to go off there at 4 o'clock in the morning. I just don't have time to get up right now. God's going to begin to think that I'm not dependable. And it won't be long. He won't, start, he won't call on me. He'll start calling on somebody else. You see, time is getting too short. God don't have the time to waste on folks who's not dependable. Having talent is good. Being able to do certain things is good. But we got to show to the, we got to show the King of Glory that He can count on us. Amen. That's the thing. 
Put that title back up there. Brother, Brother Darrell, come on up. I want you to do a course. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut it down. Transform your thoughts. Revolutionize your life. Hallelujah. It's good. It's good to, to fall on the altars and cry out to God. And there's, there's a time for that. But then there's also a time that Sammy Pruitt needs to change some things. I need to change my thoughts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to see people helped. I want to see people grow in God. But I'm not going to help them if the first time they walk in the door, I take a look at them, and I don't like the way they look. I don't think the way they dress suits my fancy, so I change my whole sermon to preach on them. How am I going to help them if I run them off the first time they come? Hello? Glory to God. It's like a baby. Hallelujah. you got to start feeding them light. You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't take a newborn and try to chug down a T-bone steak. We got to have wisdom. That's why I guess, Brother Bobby, the Bible says, he that wins souls is wise. If we're going to be able to win some souls, we've got to be wise. We've got to transform our thoughts. If we want to have a more successful life, we've got to change the way we think and say, Lord, help me. It's, it's not going to be easy. But we've got to do it. Let's stand together. If anybody wants prayer.